This is episode 60 with Anthony Aginiga. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, all of you amazing, abundant leaders out there? Can you believe we are on episode 60? Episode 60, unbelievable. I can't believe it myself. I'm pretty excited about that. Every time I meet a milestone, I don't know if it's a milestone or not, but I just can't believe I'm 60 episodes in. And I am just having the time of my life, having all of these conversations with so many abundant leaders around the world recording those conversations, and then sharing them with you. Just about every day now, somehow, some way, I'm getting feedback about the show and about the website. People are absolutely loving my website, especially fellow podcasters. They've been contacting me and telling me what they think about my website. I've actually been told a couple of times that it is the best podcast website that they have personally seen. And they want to know, how did I get started? Who built my website? Did I do it? Or did I pay somebody to do it for me? Look, I would love to take credit for having those type of skills. The fact of the matter is, I did have some say in the design, but my website is built by podcast websites. That's where it's hosted. All of the bills and whistles are provided by podcast websites. The podcast player, the timestamps in the show notes, the little Twitter feeds that you can click on all of the amazing artwork, and you don't even see all of the behind the scenes stuff that's going on that makes my website rank very high and ensures that my website has an excellent bounce rate. I've never had a website with such a great bounce rate. A lot of that has to do with the podcast player and the fact that my Facebook live videos automatically post to my blog. If you haven't seen my blog yet, you have to go check it out. I have some amazing messages over there, and most of them are done through video along with the written content, so you can read through it, which is usually a little bit more in-depth than what the video is. So go check that out at menofabundance.com forward slash blog. Now, after connecting with a few of you, I know that many of you want to get in on the conversation, and you can do that on any one of the episodes. I share these episodes on our private Facebook group. And you can find the link to that group in any one of the show notes. Just go to menofabundance.com to the podcast, click on any one of the episodes, scroll down to where it says get in on the conversation, or we want to hear what you have to say. Click on that link. It'll take you directly to the private Facebook group. If you don't already have access, go ahead and request access from that page. I do give most men access, but I will check you out. If you look like somebody who is spamming or if I just don't think that you're on the up and up, then I'm not going to give you access to that page. The other way to find the group is just go on Facebook and search Men of Abundance Community, and you can get a request access there as well. Now, there is a Men of Abundance Society, and that one is exclusive and a paid group only. So if you're interested in that, hit me up directly, and we'll talk about getting you access to that group as well. All right, let's talk a little bit about Tony and bring him out. Now, Tony gets much more into his story, but I'm just going to give you a brief overview of who Tony is so that you understand what we're getting ready to have a conversation about. 
Toner is the founder and chief operating officer of Woobies LLC. This is a really cool company, and I just resonate with this company so well for so many reasons, and we have that conversation here in just a minute. Tony was a US, joined the U.S. Army in 2001 and was honorably discharged in 2012 as a Special Forces Green Beret. More specifically, Tony was an 18 Echo. He talks about that, which is a communication specialist that works on a Special Forces team. In our conversation today, Tony is going to share with you his kick-in-the-gut moment that helped him make a very, very tough decision, and in my mind, a very honorable decision. So I'll let him tell you that story. Tony, welcome to Men of Abundance. Thank you, sir, for having me. It's my pleasure, man. After I saw what you guys are doing over there and read a little bit more about you, uh, I always kind of vet some of the folks that I bring onto the show uh, to make sure that they're, you know, they're really the type of people that I'd want to ha- uh, you know, sit down and have dinner with with my family. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm very humble. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. So once I got through that, I was like, heck yeah, I got to get this guy on the show. We got so much going on. So where are you at in the world right now? I am located north of Dallas, Texas. I like Texas. I've spent quite a bit of time in Texas. Yeah, it's growing on me. It's not a bad state. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from California, kind of up and down the uh, the coast there. Now, that's a little bit of a difference. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> More ways than one. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, both states actually have so much diversity as you as you get through both of the states. There's so much so much different terrain and and uh, really different people for that matter. Absolutely. Now I kind of yeah, like that. It's definitely a uh, it, it's a drive too for sure. Getting getting from Dallas to Los Angeles, and you could uh, definitely go through a lot of different types of topography. And there's some good sites on the way. That's a fact. You know, I I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, and up until I joined the military, uh, I hadn't been out. I think the furthest I'd been was to California. I'd never gone the other way. But since then, living in I've lived in El Paso, San Antonio, and Colleen. And at one point, I drove wow. from El Paso. Well, heck, I drove from San Antonio all the way down to San Diego. Uh, we took a vacation and you know stopped off along the way. But there is a lot of straight roads. I do miss oh, that. Yeah. We don't have that out here in Hawaii. No, Hawaii. That's <laughs> what. Uh, what part of Hawaii? I'm on the island of Oahu. Nice. You enjoy it? I do. Absolutely love it. I've been here six years. This stint, but I was here three years before then. Uh, went to Texas and lived in Clean for three years and then had an opportunity to come back and I just retired out here two years ago. Oh, good stuff. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. So I like to start out the show, Tony, basically to start out the way I start pretty much every single morning, which is with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today? I have to be grateful for today is the uh, opportunity to live in this country. I know that that's something that we couldn't uh, really pick and to be growing up and, and, and running a, a business and having a family in the, the best nation in the world. That's one of the main things in health and I'm thankful for my daughter. Yeah, so you're a single dad now. That's uh, Yeah, that's correct. Been and single a businessman. Wow. Yeah, just trying to, trying to make it work, just a squirrel trying to get a nut. I hear you. I hear you. Absolutely. And you got a lot of stuff going on. We're going to get into that. Matter of fact, that's what we're going to do right now. So before I started the show, I talked a little bit about you and a little bit about what we talked about here today. But uh, I'd like for you to get into your intro and get a little bit personal. Okay. Yeah. So um, like we talked about, I'm originally from California, born and raised. And um, I went out to the East Coast 
went polar opposite to uh, live with some family and go to college there for about a year and then I had this this need to join the military basically my whole life I didn't really plan for it which I kind of wish I did at the time but I didn't and I went in in 2000, 2001 and uh, about a couple of years in I went to special forces selection didn't make it retrained about a year went back got selected become an 18 echo graduated the course in 2005 around 2005 and went to seventh group at Fort Bragg when it was still there uh, did some deployments uh, within my whole you know career got out moved to Texas became a firefighter for Dallas went through the Academy EMT school went through paramedic school uh, after that I did some more government contracting I got to work with some uh, law enforcement agencies and uh, then I became a series 22 and 63 broker uh, sold securities uh, oil specifically and um, basically from there it's when I pulled the trigger on starting this business Wooby shoes uh, first veteran-owned shoe company and we partner up with two great organizations, the Green Brave Foundation, the Boot Campaign, to uh, give back. And that's what we do full time now and uh, just trying to make a difference and, uh, you know, learn as we go. Yeah, and I saw the promo video for those shoes, man, and that is pretty amazing stuff. But before we get even get into that, <laughs> you blew my mind, brother. You went through selection twice. When I, I went through selection in 1992. And we had a couple guys who were second timers, and one guy was a third timer. Wow. And he finally got selected on that third on that third go round. I got selected the first time round. I don't know how you guys come back for that pain uh, <laughs> <laughs> a second time consciously. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, one of the one of the obstacles in my life, one of the defining moments of uh, learning about who I am and what I'm about. And I, I had my my heart and my mind set on it, and I knew that I was going to either die trying. And so when I didn't make it the first time, I went back to my unit, you know, pretty much head down mm -hmm. and trying to explain myself what happened to people who've, who've never ventured off to it before. And I knew that I was going to retrain and go back and knock it out the second time. And that's what I did. And yes, it was not enjoyable. That's for sure. I put my body through uh, more than I expected. But once I got into the Q course, it was, it was smooth failing or mm -hmm. <laughs> look at that failing. Yeah, it was it was, <laughs> well, it was smooth sailing, uh, first time go on everything, and, and thank God I never got injured or in trouble, and and uh, be, became a, a team member. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, going through the second time, I can certainly uh, imagine that a lot of the unknowns were there. You know, at least you knew what mm -hmm. you were getting into. You knew what was coming, pretty much, and and uh, it was pretty unique. And our team, all twelve of us, got selected, and all wow. twelve of us made it through. It was very rare, very very rare. And in fact, I broke my fourth metatarsal. Um, in my wow. foot on the final road march about a third of the way in and then spent the rest of the, you know afterwards I was healing and stuff like that but I yeah. you ultimately made it further than I did bro because um, I ended up voluntarily withdrawing when I was towards the end of the Q course uh, for personal reasons which is basically a fancy way of saying I quit uh, you know and uh, make me feel better about myself but it ultimately worked out for me uh, in the end. Yeah, it's funny how, how how it all ultimately you know works out one way or the other. And without cer certain you know paths that we go down, we would never have been able to start another journey. Yeah, but okay. uh, you're you're right though. I mean, the feet was one thing that I learned. I already knew it, but it was one of the most important things that you need to take care of in the Q course mm -hmm. itself. 
and I didn't make it the first time just because I, I just wasn't uh, very educated and, and very keen on land navigation. Uh, and yeah. when, when I when I did that star course the first time around, I I was basically pun intended. I was lost, right? And I I didn't know really what was going on. I I knew that I needed to train harder and more, and understand what a map is all about and what land navigation really means. It's not just you know pointing a, a, a compass out and walking, right? And for the listeners, just so you understand, the star course. The reason why it's called a star course is because you go from one end of the of the land out there um, and to the other. It's not like you can take a land navigation course and you can go get all of your plots and all of your locations <clears throat> like in the most strategic and the in the straightest line possible. You literally no. got to walk from one end to the other, meet up with an actual individual that's there waiting at that point. He's going to check off on your sheet. He's going to give you your next route. And that's the way I went through anyway. Yeah. And then I've, you got to sit there and plot your next route, and it's clear across the other side. So it's, uh, goodness, I don't, I don't even remember how long it took to get across there. Oh, it's it's uh, it's definitely, I mean, and also on what season you're in. Right. Uh, you got you got a lot of uh, low, low topography, a lot of draws, a lot of swamp water. And you just got to be very, very smart at what you're doing. You got to learn how to plan on your own and stress uh, uncomfortable natural stressors, mm -hmm. which is, you know, the weather and your feet and everything else going on and your time. No light, can't use flashlights, and you just go. It's a good test for uh, to, to pick the person that they're, they're looking for. It is. And if you come out of there without scratches on your face, something was wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How do they say it? High ground good, low ground bad? Oh yeah, yeah, and they make sure that you get that that low ground. You do, you certainly do, brother. We could sit and talk about this all day, man. It's taking me back, but I want to move on. So speaking of all of that and everything that you've done thus far, and I know that was a kick in the gut moment when. Uh, so what were you? Did you get injured, or were you a non-select? On the on first the, time, well, when I went through the first time, if you didn't pass the star course, was the second to the last uh, event that you, or, or gate, if you will, that you had right. to pass. And if you didn't get your points, then you were done. So they, you get shipped on a, you get back on a, on a deuce and a half, and mm -hmm. you go back to, uh, you know, camp, and then you just out process and go back to your duty station. Got it. Yeah. So I know that was a kick in the gut moment, but I would like for you to share uh, one of your biggest kick in the gut moments uh, in your life. Uh, you know, basically as you're going through your journey. Um. Well, you know, business is one thing, but family first is my number one. You know, one of my ethics in life and. And my, my kid, my daughter, is being a single parent, and it, it, she's most important. And I, the reason why I do everything is, is for her. And uh, one of the kick in the – and I know, I know a lot of not just civilians but military personnel could relate to this is I, I had an issue with, with, you know, a custody situation, which kind of derailed me on my forward progression. And I had to stop for a while. You know, when I say a while, I mean calendar years to get address the situation. Um, it, it was a time of gut checking, uh, fixing, you know, what I had to, what, what I've been, you know, changing a little bit of way I do, do things, a lot of sacrifice. And I, I basically had my kid taken away from me for a custody battle, which can get very ugly just to, to, to get what you want in the court. And Texas is not a four man state. That's just the way it is. So, uh, there was a time in 14 where, 
I didn't see my kid for a period of time and I had to fight tooth and nail to get her to even see her again. And that was a kick in the gut because it made me reset myself. It made me think about where I came from and where I'm going and what was more, more important in my life. And uh, that um, has derailed so many individuals that I know personally. And I had two choices, either to quit and feel sorry for myself or get kicked in the gut and keep moving. And it wasn't seamless, but that's what I kept doing. And if it wasn't for something like that, I, trying to take a negative into a positive, it helped me actualize, self-actualize into more ventures and, and thinking processes that got me to where I am today. So what was the, uh, basically enough is enough moment, what was the pivot point that really, I mean, obviously, I would think that, you know, your experiences up to that point would help you be very resilient in what was going mm -hmm. on, but that's a whole different level, man, and, and I can yeah. definitely relate to that, not on a personal level, but just through my career working with men and women who have had similar situations going on in their lives and just having the empathy and seeing the pain is just unbearable, completely unbearable. I can't even imagine that. But what was the turning point on that? Well, you know, what you said is, is spot on. And, and to go back a little bit, if it doesn't answer, if it does answer your question, if not, then we'll, I can elaborate. But I, I literally left a successful career in the Army Special Forces after about 12 years and I only had about eight more years to graduate Graduate, and I literally picked up everything, packed my bags and, and resigned from my job to reinvent myself to come geographically to be around my daughter which I promised that I would be the minute she was born. So when she was going to be moving to Dallas area, I looked at the first thing that was hiring that was kind of like similar but not similar serving my community and my 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 state my country but the people around me and that's when i became a um i guess a candidate in the fire academy and it was a one heck of a change it was a humble experience it was a frustrating experience it was a scary experience and I had no idea what I was really going to be doing. And I knew I was going to be taking a huge pay cut, living from a house to an apartment, taking, taking everything out of my life except for going to the 50-meter target, which was just graduating at the time. So that, that, was a, that was a turning point for me because if I wouldn't have done that and made that decision, there's nothing wrong with men who, who stick with the career. I know a lot of great men who are still in special forces or in the military who have kids in other states and there's nothing wrong with that because I can't judge what their situation is but at least for me I, I knew that I was resilient enough to figure it out and not knowing a lot of times what was gonna happen the next day and obviously I don't do that anymore so I have taken a lot of steps out into waters that I had no idea what was gonna be like so uh, that's one example right there and and I ended up ultimately leaving that department as well but I always knew that every time I went to bed that I was going to try to do something that was going to benefit me for later and my, you know, keeping food in my refrigerator and, and making sure that my, my daughter knew no matter what, that her dad stuck to it, like said, he, he does what he says he's going to do and he'll never leave. And that to me was huge. Uh, that Just growing up as a kid, not being around my real father my whole life, I didn't want it to do. I didn't want to repeat that to, if I ever had a child. So that was kind of a, a, one of the, some of the, the root behind that.
Tony, I really admire that. That is a huge part of my decision of actually voluntarily withdrawing from the Q course. When I got started, I, even though I was, I was in 3rd Special Operations Support Command already, we were supporting 7th and 3rd. Uh, I was stationed in Panama at the time. And uh, we were we were in support of 7th and 3rd groups. So I was around Special Ops guys, you know, for quite a while. And But I was just young. And as I got through it, and then I, we had a son along the way, and... It, things just for me I just saw the lifestyle and I was like you know what this is really not conducive with what I want as far as a family is concerned if I was single it'd right. be great and then like I told you before we started recording on the show uh, uh, when I voluntarily drew since I was at Fort Bragg I ended up over at the 82nd Airborne Division and then you know was deployed to Uzbekistan Kazakhstan Kyrgyzstan Egypt Sinai I mean I was gone all the time uh, and then ended up in Germany again, deployed all over the place. But it was a different. It, it was indeed a different environment, and ultimately a good decision. I feel that I made for my family. And you can never knock. You can never make the wrong decision, in my mind, when you know that you're doing it for the better of your family, especially for your kids. So I, I definitely commend that. No, I I, I, I appreciate it, and likewise, I, I, it's just one lesson that I've learned in life, and. Although the, the right decision is not always the best or the, the easiest decision, decision in anything that we do in life. And uh, that is something that really humbled me and it really reset me and it brought me into the lowest level possible, you know, mentally, um, spiritually, whatever, you, however you want to, you know, however you want to label it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it gives you more uh, building blocks, gives you more tools and and you you get to do things that you never would have done like derailing yourself basically and um you got to take those negatives and turn them into a positive always possible absolutely it's a great mentality to live by and i know uh, much of what you had already gone through at that point had helped you make that decision because you just you just have to be able to make those decisions on the spot and it, it definitely wasn't an easy, easy decision for me but so let's transition a little bit let's how did you end up going from everything that you were doing to i mean you're talking about making decisions completely different and now yes. the box and what you're doing with you know with woobies i would love to hear that story and how that got started yeah so um the the short version because we could talk obviously forever <laughs> is uh you know I've always had a business mindset, and, and, and that's a lot of guys in, in my past career field are businessmen, salesmen, if you will, and just in a different platform. And I've always had an appreciation for new things, uh, being a pioneer in things, and, and I've always respected shoes. Uh, growing up, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, and every time I got a, a new pair of shoes, I did everything that I possibly could to keep them in the best condition possible. They were very important to me. But at the same time, you know, being um, uh, in the Army and then being a Special Forces guy, you know, you're, we were going back on our previous conversation on our feet and how important they are to you and how comfortable they need to be to last you, you know, through whatever application you're doing. So... In the veteran community, you know, I, I'm friends with a lot of veteranpreneurs, if you will, and and they do really good. They have a lot of success because of their background and the understanding of structure, chain of command, and work ethic. And I, I realized that there was a need out there, or an untapped source of of veteran made shoe, veteran owned design made shoes. And um, one of my 
my business partner, Matt Murick, who's a brilliant business guy. He's been in business his whole life as well, who was a, uh, who went to the Q course also. Uh, we worked in 2015 on, um, back in California on a job and we, we spent a lot of time together. A lot of, you know how it is when you get a bunch of veterans together or just people when you're sitting around on a job and you're you got a lot of free time and even if you're working rigorously, you're, you're talking about stuff and what you want to do and what you have done. And, and I said, hey, what about a veteran shoe company? Wouldn't that be awesome just to, I, I really, I really want to do this. And right away, him and I were talking like we already were partners. And that night, that very night, we went to, it's funny, but we did go to an Applebee's and we sat <laughs> at the bar and we broke bread and we, we asked the bar, the wait, the bartender, hey, can, let's, can we get a napkin, please, and a pen? And we sat down, we wrote down our business structure, our values, and, and we came up with the name Woobies. Um, we wanted a name recognized recognition to the poncho liner, which is kind of a slang from from the poncho liner, and uh, called the Wooby. It's a comfortable multi-use blanket that's light and weight, that's warm even when it's dry. It's it's easy packable, and it's that that slang's kind of been around among infantrymen uh, dating back to like the Nam Vietnam era. So once once that that name came out, audibly we're like, yes, we gotta. That's the name, Woobies. It's catchy. It's simple. People know it. If they don't know it, we'll tell them about it on our website. And immediately after, when we both flew home, and we talked about nonstop for the rest of the week, but we right away went to work. And actually, my other business partner, Rick Hardwick, the guy that you first came in contact with, with was my uh, boss at the oil firm. And now he's our vice president of um, operations, basically, for Woobies. And um, I, I got back to work that, that Monday morning, and I said, hey, I got this idea. I want to start Woobies. Here's what it is. And he's like, man, you got to go do it. And I was like, you know, you're right. I was like, if, I'm, if we're going to do it, then we're going to do it right. And, and it might not be responsible. I gotta, I got, I'm a single parent. I, gotta, I don't know where my next paycheck's going to come from, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. I'm going to talk to you later. And I'm going to start this campaign. And Matt kept his promise. We, uh, you know, legally incorporated the company into an LLC, if that's the right, you know, term. But we, we made an LLC, and from then on out, we were just grinding every day, all day long. And we got our first prototypes within about a, about I don't know, maybe two months at the most. Went to the shot show in January of uh, 2000. 16 passed out about 50 pairs and some shirts got our name out there and built our website and just started cranking it out and we've learned a lot since then we've learned we've gotten a phd on shoe design and construction um e-commerce and um it's been a humbling experience it's been exciting and we just we just couldn't be in a better position right now doing this so we're, we're very pleased and we can't wait to help out more people because that's one of our biggest like I said before, it's one of our biggest um, values is family first and helping out other veterans. Yeah, and that's one of the things I really love about the company in, in general. And when I saw the name Woobies, of course, I, I knew exactly what it was. And the shoes look extremely comfortable, like Woobies for your feet. And for yeah. those who are listening, uh, Tony did it describe where the Woobie comes from, and that's this poncho liner. It's, it's probably most infantry anyway we will refer to it as 
the most valuable mili- piece of military equipment you'll ever own. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and the smoking jacket, which was the yeah, pon- which was yeah. the field jacket liner, which I don't even know if it even exists anymore. But that yeah. thing is amazing because you can take and stuff it all into one sleeve mm-hmm. and make a pillow out of it. Then you got your wooby. And some people used to even, out of back at Bragg, they used to even sew zippers into the wooby and make a little uh, sleeping bag out of it. Oh yeah. You know, I'm staring at three Woobies right now. In my, they're always in my living room. They're in my room. Um, they're a big part of, been a big part of our lives and and our shoes. We couldn't ask for a better a better name. And we've made our shoes the best to our 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 ability to make them as comfortable as possible. And learning from what we did last to do it better, more every day with each design. And um, that's that's it. I mean, comfort for your feet, comfort for any action, for all applications. Yeah, so let's get into that. I saw the promo video, and I will have that linked at menofabundance.com on the show notes. But um, one of the things, I, recently, about three weeks ago now, I've started kayaking part of the way to work because of where I live geographically on the oh, Ala- nice. island of Oahu. I live on Pearl Harbor, or in, literally on the harbor, so... Um, I bike over to the Navy station, then I kayak about a 10-minute kayak ride across the uh, Pearl Harbor over to Hickam Air Force Base, and then uh, you know drive into work from there. It cuts about 15 miles off of my commute driving. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But uh, the reason cool. why I bring that up is because I saw that you know the shoes are guys weren't running through the water, even kayakers, as a matter of fact, in the water, um, and then and then mountain climbing with them and doing all kinds of stuff. So. I don't normally get into products and stuff like that on the show, but it, the shoe just truly is something that I really haven't seen before as far as how Thank versatile you. it is. No, I really appreciate that. And that was by no mistake. We spent a lot of lots of hours and and phone calls and emails and drawings on on on, on this shoe and in our first shoe to the world, we had to make sure that it was good and we, I like to use the word for applications, for all applications. Uh, possible now, but style-wise, we, we love Vans and Converse, and so we wanted to make a Vans and Converse style so anybody can wear them. Doesn't doesn't you don't have to be a green beret to wear them. They can be walking your dog or going to school or doing undercover work or an obstacle course. But but even like the 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 topography on the outsole on the bottom of the tread is basically it's like a Ferrari tire. It's not a monster truck tire. That is because for one. You, you don't have anything sticking inside of them, like twigs, sticks, stones. Also, you have more ergonomics to ground a feet. You have a more intimate feel to the ground that you walk on, whether it's around a log, whether it's on a bike. If it's, uh, you know, doing anything, you want to be like it's wearing a moccasin, kind of like the Whoopi, how comfortable it is. Mm-hmm. So that's why we designed them the way they are, with the canvas being tightly woven, kind of like a sail in a sailboat, with the deliberate drain holes. So you, if you do water operations, because we... We have special forces guys wearing them with dive fins. Um, just for a- anything that you can think of in style, we, we tried our best to put our first line of shoes out there for that. Yeah, really cool. Absolutely love it. So how much experience did you have? I mean, uh, it didn't sound like you had any experience in business in starting a business, and any of your partners have experience in business, let alone in the shoe industry. Yeah, so... You know, like I was saying, you know, being being in the army and and then going to, being in special forces, you are a businessman. You handle mm-hmm. funds. You understand budgets. You 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 learn a lot of clerical and admin um, uh, tools. 
getting what you need, inventory, quality control, and then even sales and marketing when you're out with indigenous forces or you're trying to get something done with for your unit, you're, you're selling a concept or a mission. So a lot of that really carried on through, and then you know obviously work ethic and chain of command, and roles and responsibilities, um, and 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 to be quite honest, like you said, when it came to to making shoes, constructing shoes, manufacturing shoes, designing, I had we had no idea what we were doing. We just we just took it as we went and learned as we went and learned as we went, and. From just a little over a year ago, I have learned so much stuff about a shoe. I can dissect the shoe for you. I know what an upper outsole, midsole, insole is, all that stuff. What needs to happen, what doesn't need to happen. And quite frankly, our first launch um, on our first big shipment of shoes, you know, it was kind of like a soft launch on our customers giving us feedback. Although uh, we've been wearing them for months, and wearing them out before anybody else did, but it's still other people telling you what they thought, and we've been very receptive to that. We, we're really big on customer service. We use social media platforms as the best of our ability because it's free. You can touch somebody in, in an instant. It's a big advantage that we have as entrepreneurs nowadays, and we, we take pride on responding back immediately and being uh, responsive to people's needs and wants and concerns and and these this generation two that we just launched on Monday had four major improvements the shoe still looks the same it still feels the same but it's better and we're gonna continue to thrive off that and and always know that we're gonna put out a great product yeah that's extremely important without a doubt for any business whatsoever whether it's you know rather you've got traditional products physical products or service for you know a SaaS product or whatever but or even providing some sort of a uh, uh, a service for somebody but you've mentioned quite a bit that you're a veteran shoe business what do you do specifically for veterans uh, what we do is uh, these are these shoes are special forces designed and owned and operated a veteran operated well, but like going back the, the the two main values that we had was family first and, and taking care of our veterans and now we're branching out to law enforcement but so matt and i being the two founders we picked each a charity that we wanted to to donate to we made it a for-profit company to, to, to make the choice to donate so he picked the boot campaign which is a great campaign that helps out veterans and then i picked the green brave foundation so since our since our beginning we've donated a dollar per unit whether it's a shirt or a shoe and and it's set aside for those two organizations and we've already been cutting checks to them and we we, we still set aside our, our our you know our our funds to them and we we keep that promise and we hope to one day expand deeper into that and to really personally help veterans and families in need and especially with the law we're big you know, I have a little bit of law enforcement background. We have a lot of law enforcement customers and followers and supporters, and we really stand by the boys in blue and girls in blue, and we want to help them out as well. I mean, through my endeavors, through my struggles, I have had help, and I am I'm okay to say that. You know, we have to insulate each other, not isolate each other. And I've had somebody pay my rent one month or an electricity bill, and that meant the world to me through the hard times. It gave me a little bit of time to figure out what I need to do to move to the next objective. So. I know how important that was to me and to my kid, and I want to do that for other people. And there's nothing better in life to me personally than the giving back. There are a lot of for-purpose 
businesses that are coming up and I, I even though you're for profit I also refer to your type of business as a for purpose business because what you're doing for veterans and for families is written into your values and written mm-hmm. into your you know basically written into your business plan and that makes you a for purpose business like um have you ever had a chance to read the book by Yannick Silver called Evolved Enterprise? No, but I I believe I have heard of it in conversation before. Yeah. It's got to be on my list. It's definitely got to be on your list. In fact, your business could be written into that book because that book brings up many businesses that are doing basically exactly what you're doing. <clears throat> they were built on the premise of a for of a purpose, not just yeah. a profit. And one way I explain it to people is they ask, I said, you know, one of the beautiful things you can do if you have enough talent and drive an opportunity and a little bit of luck, but you can create a platform that or a product that that has a, enough demand to generate a following and funding to give back. So you're basically taking something out of nothing to generate something to help people. Exactly. So like it, it's like going to the store and getting your ingredients for a meal and feeding people. I kind of look at it like that, and then with a lot of the proceeds you got to buy more ingredients to help more people so that's kind of a a way to look at it with us yeah it's beautiful and it's just a great way to wake up in the morning absolutely and 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 the the feedback that we're getting from people that that are strangers who are customers they say for life and and it's been nothing but but positive and it's it's really really a humbling experience and and like you said you know waking up knowing that you're doing something positive and for the good and you're policing up people that need help that might not have the opportunity or the situation to be able to do what we're doing. And, and, we're, and we're also very lucky and blessed to be the only ones doing the shoe right now, the shoes right now. I, I say it all the time to my partners, you know, I, we're not going to be surprised if there's another veteran company who wants to make shoes when they see what we're doing. Um, maybe they've had the idea before us, but they just didn't do it. But, hey, that's great. I mean, to be a pioneer in something is 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 very um it's 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 a very good feeling and you know to be copied is the highest form of flattery you know absolutely <laughs> so you're <laughs> obviously paying it forward quite a bit but we're going to pay it forward right here to men of abundance Are you ready for that absolutely cool so give men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today and this is this can be either in their personal life or a couple of the guys you know some of the guys out there do want to start their own business and and get to you know basically like where you're at, but whatever you feel fit. Yeah, well, one thing that sticks out at first is is that I believe and my partners believe in is that go to bed knowing that you did something to get you where you want to to walk forward to forward progress yourself, whether that's personal or business on a business stance. So whether that's a phone call, an email, a new development, an invention. A, a deal or close make sure you go to bed knowing like let's say let's say it's a business go to bed knowing that you helped your business out today that's one big thing that's so simple that people uh, would start doing they would know that slow is smooth and smooth is fast mm-hmm. so that's one that's one big thing that I that I believe in the other thing is being humble by the world and knowing that to me, a, a man of abundance or a woman of a, a, a lady of abundance is, is being humble to the fact that knowing that that you are one of millions out there, that you could, it could be over in any minute. So make those thank yous and I love yous and those kisses um, and compliments or whatever it is. It makes it sweeter knowing that it could be taken away from you in any moment and, and it could be the end for you. 
whether it's death or it's something catastrophic. So that knowing that something's more powerful that can stop you at any time will, will bring more light to your situation and make everything sweeter. And, and then just never giving up because you're always going to have these obstacles. And, and that's so vague, but and there, people say it all the time, but it's true. And when you, you got to take that negativity and put it into a positive. And there's always going to be a positive, like another side of a coin on anything that happens that's bad. And we just had that happen to us on Monday when we did our phase two launch or generation two launch. It was catastrophic, but it was good at the same time. All great points. Thanks for sharing that. I completely agree with that. What daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life? Uh, daily habits, um, like routine is a big thing. We're, we're, we're creatures of routine. Uh, positive routines, um, waking up at a, at a decent time, even though if you don't have anything to do. And and trust me, I have not done this my whole life. And there was times when I was depressed that I, I you know, when you're depressed, one of the things that you do is, is you sleep and you mope around a lot, feeling sorry for yourself. And that's just a, that's a, that's a fact, that's a physiological thing and mental thing. But get up at a really decent time, watch the morning rise, Get out and exercise. Get that cardio in. If you're injured like I am or whatever, try to find something that gets that, that blood moving because it, it naturally helps your serotonin level. It, it gets your kick started, your, your emotion. It, it helps you think more clear. Try to eat right. Try to get plenty of sleep and, and, and tell people that, that are important to you how, much the, how, how important they are to you. Try to be as positive as possible and learn from your mistakes. And Like in the Army, after action reviews, right? Mm-hmm. Take the good things and the bad things and, and uh, learn from them and drive on. And it could be over at any time, like I said. Not in a mortality, not in a bad way, but just try to be positive and, and try to influence and impact positively as much as you can in people's lives because it'll, it'll come back around. Yeah, it definitely makes a huge difference for sure. So what book, podcast, or course would you recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Wow. Um, you can't all a lot of a lot of people a lot of my friends that are very successful they say you know try to read a book a week um that that's that's obviously kind of hard sometimes very difficult sometimes all i mean even these audio books are really good zig ziglar makes a couple good books when it comes to to selling Uh, i would definitely go go off to, to you know try to whatever industry that you're in i would try to to do some research and and just start you know reading what you can on that industry so if it's business, you know, marketing, selling, closing. Um, I'm, I'm actually reading a book. It has nothing to do with business, but it's called House of Leaves. And it's really psychologically thrilling. And it makes you think of ways, other ways of, of the world that, that somebody else wrote. Um, that's one that I would recommend just because it kind of knocks you off your rocker and it makes you think twice about other things that you've never thought of before. Um, there's another one. That seems kind of malicious, but it's not. But it was one of my mandatory reads. It's called uh, uh, Social Engineering, The Art of Human Hacking by Scott Hagnity, a British writer. And it talks about a lot about corporate espionage, how to get access and placement into certain organizations. Um, he used it a lot for uh, research uh, when he was working for a lot of the SAS guys in, in, out there in, in the UK. And that one right there, if you want a good tool on just life and and not you're not hacking people but you're learning how to 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 create an environment manipulate your environment in a way to get what you want on a positive way not like a con artist way 
I'll definitely uh, take a look at those books. I've I've heard of social engineering, uh, so I'll look that one up. But I'll have those books listed in the show notes at menofabundance.com. And you're right; it's not easy to read as often. You know, there's there's a lot of thoughts on this as far as how many books to read a week, a year, or whatever. I personally say I've read hundreds and hundreds of books. You know, depending on what you're trying to do by reading is find a book that you can resonate with and study that book but regardless some of us don't have time to read like myself so no. I listen to all, you mentioned audiobooks I right. listen to a lot of audiobooks and Men of Abundance I've partnered with Audible and they have over 180 titles for you to choose wow. from and since I've partnered with them and since you're a listener you can get a 30 day free trial and when you sign up for that free trial you get one free book and wow. if either of those books are at Audible I'll have those listed in the show notes as well. But you can get to my link and help out Men of Abundance, help us keep the mic on, by uh, going to moa-book.com or just go to menofabundance.com and on the podcast page or the blog page, you'll be able to see the Audible logo up there. Just click on that. Do us a favor, help us keep the mic on. If you plan on getting that free 30-day trial, use our link so you can help out Men of Abundance. and All that's doing is helping us keep the mic on. All right, I appreciate that. So I have one last question for you, Tony, and that is what does living a life of abundance mean to you? Living a, a life of abundance, which what that means to me is kind of like what I was saying before, is, is a lifestyle and a, a conscious decision to improve yourself and to be out there in the world um, it, trying to make something positive for yourself, your family, and the people around you. Uh, being selfless is a man of abundance to me. Selfless is a big is a value in the in the army. Selfless service, and I take that to a, a try to take that a step further, you know, through my business and my endeavors. So, being a man of abundance is understanding that uh, to use your talents, if you will, and if you have the time and the want to to help people, and to understand that, like I said before, you uh, it could be over any time, and, and try to make everything sweeter. And, and, and more with love if you can and we all do make mistakes I've made many many mistakes and I've made many people angry and before and I, I do my best to improve on that and, and try to learn from that and not do it again so being a man of abundance is, is to constantly improve and try to be a better person excellent absolutely love that answer so we're going to close this up but before we do it's real important to me that you leave us a way that we can get a hold get a, get a pair of those shoes on our feet and anything else that you have coming up and uh, any way that we can reach you. Yes, sir. Uh, so you can, our website that you can see what we're about is, is www.wobiesweb, one word, wobie, W-O-O-B is in Bravo, I-E-S, web. And that's where you can order, take a look at our site, see what we're about. We're on Facebook as Wobie Shoes, Instagram, Wobies Web. And, um, through those platforms, you can get a hold of myself, Rick, Matt, um, even Tim Kennedy, which is another Green Beret UFC fighter. And he has a show's Hunting Hitler, and he does some a whole bunch. He's a busy man, but he's one of our partners. Um, we're all reachable. Uh, he's a little bit more busy with all his different things going on, but please get a, get a hold of us. Any comments, questions, concerns, ideas? Uh, if there's any way you can help, uh, you think you can. Um, you got you know, if you need help out there, you know, if you're feeling down, please hit me up. Please give me a call. I will be happy to take time in my day. Hey, man, I appreciate you throwing that um, that reach out there because uh, there's a lot of guys out here, and that's what we're doing over here at Men of Abundance is building a community of men who 
can rely on each other and and we all have those times of need and we just want to hang around with guys that we that we freaking can deal with you know that we can relate to uh and real 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 guys that are going to speak the truth that's what we're looking for that's what men need in our lives so i appreciate you throwing that out there and men i'm going to have all of those links that tony just mentioned in the show notes at menofabundance.com and just go there and you'll be able to click right on that because I know many of you are driving, working out, running, or doing whatever it is you do when you listen to this amazing podcast. <laughs> and um, I appreciate you listening, man. And I, Tony, I appreciate your time. You're a busy man. And uh, give your daughter a big old hug for me all the way from Hawaii. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You do the same. And thank you so much for this opportunity. And I hope everybody's having a great day. And uh, my hand's always out there if you need something. So please, please give us a... Uh, a holler and we can't wait for you guys to try these shoes on and and put them out there in the world yeah i'm definitely going to be matter of fact when i get mine i'm going to post them post them That's what up awesome. everywhere i go <laughs> awesome all Much right man appreciate. all right take care tony all right you too have a good night all right abundant leaders i hope you got something out of that conversation what i got out of it was you know sometimes as men we have to make those tough decisions and those selfless decisions as tony said selfless service is paramount in the military and it should be in your life as well uh many times we do in fact make decisions to benefit ourselves and there's nothing wrong with that but at times we have to make the decision that is going to impact others And you have to make the decision on are you going to positively or negatively impact others. That's not an easy decision, and it's not always easy to make. However, when you have the right people in your life and you have mentors like Tony and many of the other guys that I've had a conversation to talk to and some of my mentors and close friends, then you have somebody to talk to. You have somebody to bounce those ideas off of and to help you ultimately make the decision, but make no mistake about it. Ultimately, it is your decision. All right, man, be abundant in your life today by sharing this with others. Now go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.